0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this young lady back, a member of the family. You see her every single week here. You see her on Newsmax. You read her stuff on The Daily Caller. It is Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you?
1: I'm I'm doing good, Joe. You're my only interview today. I got bad teeth, uh, as all British people do. But no, I just had dental surgery, and you are my... First interview, and I'm just so happy to be here, as so, always. My face might not look it, though.
0: No, your face looks, looks just perfect. So um, uh, thank you for, for filling people in about what's going on, because people are like, she's getting an operation. We're going to have an operation. What's going on with Kay? So I think she has just some teeth stuff going on. Um, you think that your face is fat right now, but I don't see it.
1: Are you not seeing this? The jowls know. right no. here? You should have seen me two days ago. Nope. It looked like I had golf balls stuck in my cheeks. Well,
0: I did see some picture you posted somewhere. I was like, okay, a little bit of a yeah. gopher going on there. But, uh, but thank God you're, you're speaking well, and hopefully the, you'll heal up very, very quickly. We've got to get into like election mode, and why not talk about Elon Musk and election mode? Uh, we'll get into the funny stuff about Kathy Griffin coming up, which I think was a great troll on Kathy Griffin, who, who really deserved that, by the way. But Elon Musk today... Maybe it may have been last night, but it's today, I believe. He said a split government is the best for freedom and not giving up too much power. I forget exactly how he said it. But he basically said, vote Republican today. Were you surprised by that? He He's like a lifelong Democrat, the guy.
1: I've been covering Musk since I started at The Daily Caller. Even when I was back on the video team like over a year ago, He came out as being pro Republican way earlier this year before the Twitter deal was a thing before pretty much any of the big major stories surrounding Elon Musk and his businesses really started for the year. So for me, having covered the story, having tracked his work, Doesn't surprise me. Also, Joe, remember, when I lived in California, I wasn't just working with entertainment people. I did a lot of work in the tech industry. I sort of, like, spanned every industry for, like, five years and found the ones that I liked and stuck with. Everyone in tech is conservative or they're so busy and rich, they say they're a Democrat and then never actually get around to voting. So it's sort of like one of those things where I wasn't necessarily surprised, but I was surprised that he came and said that on Twitter, but I guess he can do that now that he yeah. owns it, which is great. Well,
0: here's the interesting thing. I, I agree with you that he's come out in, with that persuasion, but I never thought he actually said, I am now a Republican or I'm pushing Republicans. He said he voted for Mitre Flores and I don't know that he did. Cause I don't think he lives in her district, but he said that he did. And it's the first time that he's ever voted Republican, but for him, it's always seemed to be the balance of power he doesn't like that all, all three bodies, or actually two, because the judiciary is probably still Republican because of the conservative Supreme Court, but he doesn't like that the Congress and the executive are both Democrats. I almost get the feeling that he didn't like it when it was, you know, Republican Trump and Republican House and Senate. So I'm guessing, is he truly, do you think, a conservative slash Republican guy, or is he a guy who says, I don't want one side to have so much power?
1: I think it's the latter and i think you absolutely nailed it and this is why i love the joe Pag's show because you're gonna get the analysis that no other republicans are gonna come out and yes, say every thank you. other platform every who even cares about them anyway but everyone else in our kind of sphere and our world is just like patting themselves on the back going oh my gosh elon musk is with us we're so special the guy twitter is special oh my god he's like us guys when in reality he's just incredibly anti-establishment right i kind of liked him more for the way that he phrased it because that's what it said to me he was like we need essentially fairness and we don't have that obviously right now um and i think after if you go to any major city if you go to any of the sort of like super populous tourist states you can't vote democrat after you see what's happened to them in the last two years i mean covid even alone right that's enough for you just don't do it just don't do it Like, don't vote Democrat, otherwise we'll be stuck in this. Um, But yeah, I I very much saw it as more anti-establishment, which is what I actually consider more myself. The number of conversations I've had today that we're now the rock and roll party because we like this thing called freedom, which means no kind of total control by the state. Never in my life did I think I would associate Republicans with that like rock and roll freedom, easy rider type vibe. And I'm so here for it. And clearly so is Musk.
0: Yeah, as much as we... By the way, it's k Smith. Go to k Great, uh, incredible uh, insight, incredible statistician, incredible accent. Um, <laughs> go and check her out. Uh, Daily Caller also, she does a bunch of stuff there, four, five, six uh, articles a day. One day was 12 articles. And also Newsmax uh, every Sunday morning and here on my show, at least once a week, if not more. So I can make the argument, I think, that Elon Musk didn't buy Twitter because he was mad about the banning of the Babylon Bee, although that might be why he paid attention. I think it's because he found tech to be unbelievably unfair again. He seems to be, be a guy who wants to be the equilibrium, and he wants to bring some fairness. He saw that it was an echo chamber just for the left. He saw that people like you and I were squelched, and we couldn't get any reach, and ghost banned, and shadow band and search band. He saw that, and he said, you know, something seems ex- extremely unfair. I've got nearly $300 billion, but I only throw 44 at this thing.
1: I so okay Joe
0: Does that I, seem right or not
1: I want to agree that that's why he bought Twitter there is part of me. It's just a gut feeling. This is based on nothing at all. You know, yes, I do sometimes analyze. I, I analyze large groups of people and their actions, not necessarily individuals. That's not my specialty. Right. But every time I look at Elon Musk and the decisions that he makes, because remember, we cover him not just for all his business stuff and political stuff. We cover all the crazy gossip media, too. One yes. of my colleagues, Lena Nazia, she's she is the go to media reporter in the universe right now for all this stuff. And I feel like Elon Musk just does stuff because he's like, I'm a billionaire and I can do it. So, like, I'm just probably going to do it, which, again, I love. That's the entire purpose of freedom. Right. If, you know, John and I had won the Powerball this weekend. Yeah. okay, you're only going to walk away after taxes with maybe 500 million dollars which doesn't sound like a lot but apparently it is it's enough to buy twitter at least a few times over but like if i had that kind of money i would live in a perpetual state of i'm just gonna do this thing because i can so long as no one gets hurt like who cares so while i want to think there's like a crusader within him more of me thinks that he bought twitter because of probably someone shaded him at some party that we didn't even know ever happened and he in the back of his head thought well you know sort of screw you if i can say that on the radio that's a bit strong but you know i'm gonna go and buy twitter just because you looked at me the wrong way and because i can and because i want to so
0: right. you know well, i, I and, and i don't i don't take anything away from that i i think you're right when you've got friend you money, you can, you can certainly go and buy Twitter because you can. Um, but I think that the Babylon B thing certainly tweaked him and I still get this overwhelming feeling that there's a fairness basis to most things that he does. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But then Jack Dorsey over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, he decided that he would tweet because Elon Musk tweeted something to the effect of, um, Twitter will be the home for the most accurate information or something. And Jack responded with accurate to who? And it should be to whom, but he's illiterate, obviously. But he says, um, accurate to who? And my response to him was, accurate to accuracy. What's wrong with you? Facts are facts. See, that's the problem. Social media forever has set itself up to be the fact check of all fact checkers. And Jack's accuracy may be different than facts or Kay's accuracy. And he thinks that that's viable. He, people like Jack Dorsey think that facts are variable. And they're not they they are fixed without a doubt and and that really bothered me and it also went a long way to make me and again i think Elon Musk does some things that that make me a, a little bit weirded out but at the same time what he said was true what Dorsey said basically admitted we here at twitter have decided what was accurate for the past you know 20 years or whatever it's been and now we know that does that make any sense Dorsey literally said accurate to who yeah and uh, 2 plus 2 is 4 that's accurate you can't make it 8 cuz you're jack dorsey
1: so part of me agrees. I did see this tweet. I was actually engaged this weekend um with social media, which as you know I very That's rarely rare. rare. any time outside of work hours. Yes. But um I did see that tweet and here's okay, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit here, Joe. I, for whatever reason, I have a lot of time for Jack Dorsey because I like anyone, anyone who can admit they're wrong when they've made a mistake. Even if you make the most egregious mistake, if you don't have to take ownership for it, but choose to, you are someone I'm going to give a little bit of time to. Like he messed up big time on Hunter Biden's laptop, big time. He was the first person to come out and say, you know what? We made a mistake. He didn't have to do that. And I got a lot of time for anyone who will do that. Not enough people do.
0: Um, well, I got, well I let me stop you. because I just want to stop you just for a second because you're a trusting person. I'm not. I'm more skeptical. Jack Dorsey apologizes before that election. I'll hear his apology. He knew what yeah. he did. They knew what they did. They squashed it. Zuckerberg squashed it at the behest of of the Department of Justice. They literally didn't show anybody anything until months later, and Dorsey then is falling on his sword, going, yeah, man, we really shouldn't have done that. Was he on, crack? They literally banned the New York Post. They stopped me from sending you a link to that story on their platform. I mean, you really think an apology makes that go away?
1: No, it doesn't make it go away, but I don't think it was something he had to do. Okay. Look, for me personally, my personal values, I was like, you know what? That's cool. Good for you, man. He didn't go and talk and try and make excuses around it like Zuckerberg did and try to justify it. He went, that was a mistake. It won't happen again. And what I liked about him saying accurate to who, well, whom, but what I liked about that was his, it, it was basically him pointing a finger at the Internet and going, we don't know what's going on. Joe, I'm a scientist. I'm a qualified, like got the degree, everything scientist. Most of science changes every six months. There is no such thing as fact in the sort of like macro stratosphere of human society. And I liked it because it was kind of him giving a middle finger to Twitter and to Elon Musk, kind of going, guys, we're all as bad as each other. Nothing's accurate these days. Everything is opinion based. And like, did I appreciate the trolling? Obviously, we've already established that I like a little <laughs> bit of chaos and a little bit of trouble this show. No, That's I, the I, whole I, thing today. I, 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 I I'm with know. you. I don't know. We'll uh, see how it evolves. I, I,
0: I hear what you're saying. I really do. But uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to things that we know are fixed, maybe not science because you're right, it does change. Um, although we, we were given bad information even when they knew that, knew that it was bad information on COVID and the like. Uh, but, but when it comes to solid facts that we know, well, listen, I used to run little businesses. I was a pizza guy. I, I ran, I run Joe Pags media now. Uh, and yeah. when it comes to my costs, my costs are either fixed or they're variable depending on what the cost is. And it doesn't change because Jack Dorsey, you know, got a, a feeling of rationale. I, I, I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from, but, but let me say it. And I'll, I'll end this part of the discussion this way. You are much more open-minded than I am. I'm. I. No, it's just true. You're open-minded, which is very good. I wish that I could be open-minded like that because I'm sick and tired of what Dorsey and Zuckerberg did to us in 2020. They did that to us. And I'm not even saying stuffing ballot boxes, which we can go down that rabbit hole if you want. They literally hid information. They literally only pushed... The Brooklyn Dad, who's got a million followers, who's just some idiot troll on Twitter, whereas a guy like me with seven million listeners can't can't get more than a hundred thousand followers. I mean, they did this to us to make sure there was no balance, there was no accuracy. It was only accuracy in the in the eye of the beholder, which I don't think accuracy should be. Boy, that was long-winded. My, my way of saying. Thank God for people like you who could be open minded. I'm mad at him. I'm still mad well, at him. Well, I still
1: think we should burn all social media to the ground. Throw your phones in the trash and get back together with your family and your neighbors. I still hate that. How do you feel that way at, at twenty
0: place. You're a twenty seven year old person? I'm fifty something. I should be old and crusty and, and not want social media. You like grew up on social media and you're still tired of it. I love that.
1: It's just terrible. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. Bad for mental health. It's given accessibility to some of the most evil and tyrannical forces in the world. To You know, like China has literally invaded America off the back of social media yes. with TikTok and like all these other different platforms. Social media is evil. The people who came up with it made a huge mistake. But I don't know, Twitter is now the best reality show out there as far as I'm concerned. The whole thing is competing with the Kardashians. (laughs) And as much as I'm a scientist, I also love me some gossip, Joe. I'll listen to gossip about people I don't even know just for the entertainment factor. And honestly, Twitter's more fun now that the carnage has erupted. I'm here for it. What can I say?
0: Okay, I, I, I love that you're feeling better. I think you look just fine. I don't, think, I don't see the gigantic jowls you're talking about. I, uh, we do have to run. Thank you for coming back on this week. You blew us up. Happy, happy late birthday, but I told you that day. Happy birthday. did not miss your birthday. I'm glad you're feeling better. Feel, feel even better, okay?
1: Thank you. I can't wait to come back. Have an amazing election. I can't wait to tune in and listen to everyone.
0: Okay. Okay. We, maybe we'll talk later this week. So I'm going to get your, your review of what went down on Tuesday, Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Thank you, Joe. I'm here for it. Yeah, let's go.
0: (laughs) Talk to you in a bit. We're back after this. Stay right here.
1: This is the Joe Pag Show.
0: Abby, thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Not a whole lot of time. Appreciate Kay coming on. We're working on some great guests for tomorrow. We know that we'll have Cornyn and Cruz. We know that's going to happen. We know. We also know that we're working on probably three or four others, if not more than that. So make sure that you stick around for that. So, Paula, did you or did you not buy some tickets for tonight? Uh, not yet. Sam? You know I did. I don't. Did your mother buy? I don't honestly know if I bought any.
1: I hope so.
0: I honestly don't know. I have no clue. If we did, we're going to win. Let me just put it that way. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, this is from Barron's. Um, U.S. hit by lottery fever ahead of world record $1.9 billion Powerball draw. Why exactly, for some reason where this is the French news agency, but uh, why exactly can a lottery get this high? I mean, make it easier to win or something. That just sounds ridiculous. One person is going to win that kind of money? Here's the actual uh, text of this. I'll give you a little bit of it. Americans were dreaming big on Monday today, hours before the numbers were drawn for the staggering $1.9 billion U.S. Powerball jackpot, the largest jackpot prize in the world history, driving a new surge in lottery fever across the country. Our economy sucks, and people are out like spending their rent on a lottery ticket. Okay. With no ticket matching Saturday's winning numbers, the pot was rolled over, and even those who do not usually play were taking their chances, forming lines at convenience stores around the country to buy their tickets. Me, spending $24 for additional life insurance isn't worth it. What are the odds? Also, me buys $20 of Powerball tickets, tweeted Business Insider Finance reporter Haley Cuccinello. I mean, that's really it. People won't buy, like, the basics for 24 bucks, but you damn sure right I'm going to go and spend this. Now, I have been known to buy tickets when I didn't have a whole lot of money. And we got lucky a couple of times by winning a couple of bucks. But, you know, th- this gets into the weird realm where some people will will spend their, literally, they will spend their rent. Please don't do that. F- please make sure you can still pay your mortgage or your rent or buy food for your, for your children. Um What time is the drawing? Do we know? Is it like 10 or 11 o'clock tonight?
1: I think it's 11 Eastern.
0: All right. Yeah, listen, if I win, I'm still coming. I don't I don't, I don't. know if I have any. I might have to buy some tickets tonight now. I don't know. Sam, do you what not know you if do? your mother bought them?
1: I, I hope that
0: she did. I know I did. But what would you do with $2 billion? Three days off back at work Monday. Okay. <laughs> Three I days would. off for everyone? No, but sure. Why not? We'll just shut the show down for a little while. And uh, we'll see what happens. Good luck to everybody who's out there playing. But we're probably going to win pop culture. Yep. Hi, hey, Paula, what's going on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just jinxed yourself, but okay. Oh, I'm sure. I don't even yes. think I have any tickets. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about Elon Musk during the break uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had heard this or had seen this, but he's going to postpone his $7.99. Now it's 799 monthly fee uh, because he was worried that it could affect the midterm elections. Come on. Out. Every response to every person on Twitter that he's given, he's said, "Yeah, eight dollars." It's like a, it's like a big joke for him. But I guess he's really gonna do it, huh? I, I guess so. I mean, when you spend that kind of money, you gotta make it back somehow. Absolutely right. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie and Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.
1: This is the Joe Pegg Show.